Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network. And today is Wednesday, March 22nd. From our terrific core group of NBA journalists, we're joined now by NBA.com senior writer Steve Ashburner. And Ash, as always, it is great to have you here this morning. we got a lot to get to and a lot to talk to um, with some fun games that happened in the NBA last night. Uh, and your newest Rookie ladder, although not not a whole lot has changed, which is probably a good thing because we got a large sample size here as we're in the final months or so of the season. But at the number one spot of your rookies, Paolo Bancaro has been holding things down. Number two, Jalen Williams of Oklahoma City. Number three, Walker Kessler of the Jazz. Benedict Matherin of the Pacers is in that four spot. And Jaden Ivey still at number five from Detroit. Uh, but what I'm most interested in is Bancaro. And Williams, uh, both coming off of with their team, some nice wins last night. But there's kind of been some rumblings uh, because I think that Jalen Williams continues to open up a ton of eyes with the Thunder, um, not only with his personal play, but the way that the Thunder have been playing as of late. Gilgis Alexander to star. Nice pass inside to Williams for the punch. When you look at this, is Jalen at all giving Paolo a run for potentially that top spot of being the rookie of the year? Hi, Sarah. Um, yeah, you know, I know that that's come up, uh, you know, recently. I've seen stories and, and suggestions along those lines. In my opinion, um, you know, rookie ladder, no, I, I, I factor in uh, a lot of things. It's not just uh, counting stats, it's not just advanced analytics. Um, you know, a uh, big part of it is role. And the fact that uh, Bancaro 
was brought in as their tentpole guy in Orlando. They had a, a supporting cast of you know ready to go for the most part, and he has slipped into that role and has embraced it. He um, he does something, you know. I I track sort of the week by week production uh, in between the ladders and. He's always doing something. If his if his scoring is a little off or his shooting is a little off, his rebounds or his assists are up, or they're or they're winning some games. And you know, for Orlando, that's no small um, uh, you know category to uh, to notice. Um, now Williams also is part of a team that's you know winning. They're pushing you know for playoff experience. Uh, it's about time for the Thunder, given all the assets and and uh, high picks they've had. But um, you know, uh, Jalen Williams was slated to be at best their second best rookie after Chet Holmgren. The fact he's done so well is to his credit, but he still has, you know, Shea Gillages Alexander as the leader of that team. Um, Josh Giddy as you know a primary ball handler as well. So the 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 ask of Jalen Williams not as great as what Bancaro has uh, has faced this season. And I just think, um, you know, that's that to me leaves a pretty big gap. I mean, you can say Jalen Williams has uh, put himself ahead of the others in the class of 22. Jalen Williams and he throws it down. Wow. But um, he hasn't put himself a rung above Qualo, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And to your point, just the responsibility, the role that these individuals have, which is impressive across the board um, for all of them, considering what they've done here in their first year. But y- you mentioned, you know, the role of Williams the other night, as we talked about last night against the Clippers, Oklahoma City pulls off a win, um, 101-100. And Jalen Williams has 28-3, and while Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 31.7 rebounds. Four assists. It was a big win for Oklahoma City and a tough loss for the Clippers, not only losing the game, um, but also Paul George left with an apparent knee injury with about four and a half minutes left. George goes down. A whistle, I believe a loose ball foul will be called before the basket from Dort. We look at the Western Conference standings. Um, that win now had Oklahoma City tied for seventh place with Dallas just a game and a half behind the fifth place Clippers. Um, Uncertain the severity of this injury to Paul George, but just with all the moving parts of the Clippers, them trying to piece things together, in particular with availability for their top players, Paul George included. Um, With last night, what what does that mean in the context of the Clippers and what they're trying to do to continue to stay in their playoff positioning and stay out of those, you know, playing spots here. Uh, it was a big deal. It was a, uh, you know, an uh, uncomfortable injury to watch. It, when I saw it, it looked, you know, looked like a hyperextended knee. It, it was reminiscent, in my opinion, of what Giannis suffered in the playoffs um, a couple years back where um, they thought it might be really serious. He ended up coming back, but um, it, it uh, there's no, you know, there's no telling right now. I guess we'll find out more today. Um, Paul George had to be helped off the court. Uh, just an awkward collision uh, as he and Lugans Dort landed, and so uh, Dort Dort uh, took Kawhi Leonard out on the final possession for the uh, Clippers. Didn't even let him get off a shot uh, when when they needed uh, just any kind of bucket to uh, to win that game. Gotta get it up. Leonard. 
A tough finish. Wow. Just incredible suffocating defense from one of the best on-ball defensive players in the NBA. And Dort was the guy that collided with Paul George. So um, he was a wrecking ball for the for the Thunder. Those teams play again tomorrow. Um, but this, yeah, you can't lose Paul George. I mean, if 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 it inspires Russell Westbrook to try to fill that role, I'm not so sure that that would be a good thing for the Clippers either. I mean, you you know, you want you want Russell in in small doses and and fairly controlled. And if um, if if all of a sudden he steps up into a role that he's not you know familiar with with that team. Um, that could be an issue as well. So I'm sure everybody, um, you know, uh, backing the Clippers is just, you know, they're hoping this is a, a quick one for Paul George. I mean, there's a couple weeks here to play with, but um, the positioning, you know, makes such a difference and it, it changes overnight, as you indicated. So yeah, Ash, it's, it's been immensely tight. I mean, we've talked about this throughout the course of the season, but it, it continues to be amazing to watch with how much things could switch and sway with just a, a few wins here, a few losses there for teams. And in speaking of that, so you mentioned Oklahoma City again playing at the Los Angeles Clippers on Thursday night, tomorrow night on NBA TV. Tonight, there is a important matchup um, in the context of a potential return of John Morant for the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Houston will visit Memphis. Uh, Dylan Brooks, though, did receive his 18th technical, so he will be suspended here tonight. But by all accounts, uh, we heard from Taylor Jenkins, he expects Ja to be back on the floor for the Grizzlies. Uh, what's your anticipation of that and what that means for Memphis, given the fact that they they're now after that Sacramento loss um, to Boston last night, they're now sitting in in the second place spot, uh, game and a half ahead of the Kings. Yeah, well, obviously it can't it it really can't be anything but good in the short term for the Grizzlies. I mean, they were starting to get some of their swagger back when this whole thing blew up with uh, John Morant and um, you know his uh, Instagram live uh, controversy. Um, if you're a basketball fan, you love having him back on a court. I mean, it's just, uh, he's fun to watch, um, brings a, a certain energy and a, and a style and, and a David versus Goliath, uh, aspect to, uh, to every game in which he plays. I know their interests are to secure a great playoff seed and do, go as far as they can in the postseason, but down the road, we'll all look back on this and, you know, I hope that what we remember is the Grizzlies' springtime performance and not how this was some sort of a pivot downward. Yeah, without a doubt. And at the end of the day, these are all human beings and individuals that um, we want the best for them as as people, too. So um, hopefully all trends trends upward in in a good direction. Um, But speaking of human beings, we lost a giant of the game yesterday. We will come back after the break and celebrate the life of Willis Reed. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know. Think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to NBA Pulse. Sarah Kustak, joined by Steve Ashburner and um, Ash. Man, yesterday, uh, you know, the news came out that uh, the NBA family, the community, um, lost one of one of the greats in Willis Reed. Um, died at 80 years old, and uh, Adam Silver put out a statement talking about Willis being the ultimate team player, consummate leader, um, the fond memories uh, of what he embodied with the winning spirit um, of those New York Knicks championship teams in the early 70s. Uh, I I know you have many fond memories of Willis Reed in in just what he meant um, to this community, to the basketball community, to the game itself. What what are some of those thoughts uh, that ran through your mind when you heard the news yesterday? Well, you know, um, obviously it's always sad. Um, I, I also, in, in instances like this, I'm, I'm always um, appreciative that we had Willis Reed around for 80 years. Um, you know, he had his youth and his basketball days and his, you know, the, the Knicks um, success. But then he was on the NBA scene for, for quite a while after that, and it was good to be able to see him and, and talk with him on occasion. Um, you know, everybody, and I, you know, we can revisit this here, but I'm not going to just skip right over it, but everybody talks about that game seven in 1970 against the Lakers where he hobbled out of the tunnel. But you look beyond that. I mean, seven-time All-Star, two-time MVP, two-time Finals MVP, um, you know, what he meant. I mean, he he was the captain before, you know, Kareem sort of got handed that uh, that that mantle um you know in his years with the lakers but willis reed the, the captain he that team was known as you know one of the most um uh cooperative and successful ensembles i mean the essence of team and the way they shared the ball didn't seek out stats um you know every every part contributed to the whole and and he was the guy that inspired that and and sort of policed that and made that made that happen. So I think that was tremendous. And I think we see Willis coming out. There he comes right now, six feet ten from Grambling, the captain of the Knicks, the most valuable player of the NBA. 
Frazier then slows it down. Is picked up by Jerry West at the top of the post. Reed. Yeah. Willis Reed scores the first bucket here tonight. And, and Reed now is outside. There's his second shot. He is two for two. Willis Reed. But yeah, I, I was a little kid. I, I, I still remember seeing that. And I, if, if I don't really remember seeing it, which I'll claim I do, but I, I certainly have seen the replay often enough that I can. We all have. I can the iconic moment. Having seen that and remembering it. But yeah, I mean, just amazing the way he hobbled out. He had a torn quadriceps muscle. And um, yet he and he'd gotten injured, you know, previously in the finals. And he hobbled out against the mighty L.A. Lakers. And um, it, it, it ranks, I think, as one of the all-time great psych jobs in, in pro <laughs> sports where somehow just that image of him coming out to shoot warm-ups and then to, to drag that leg up and down the court, you know, he scored four points. He hit his first two shots, and, and then that was it. And, and the Lakers, they got good performances from Jerry West and Wilt Chamberlain. Um, but somehow they were knocked off kilter and, and, and that's given, you know, so much credit psychologically. Now, Walt Frazier had one of the all time great performances in finals history. He had uh, 36 points, 19 rebounds, something like that. And it got overshadowed because of the emotional impact of Willis Reed going out there, setting the tone. Madison Square Garden went crazy. And, um, you know, he went out to do many great things, but I mean, that's that's sort of the uh, Kirk Gibson home run. Um, that's sort of the, for a whole different generation, the Bobby Thompson home run in New York, uh, Giants win the pennant thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those iconic uh, sports moments. I mean, Jordan hitting his shot over Elo, you know, just things that are sort of etched in, in the memory and, and really are a, a happy part of, of what we do for a living. Without a doubt, you you said it, and it doesn't matter what generation you're from. I think that's that's a moment that you think of and always remains as one um, that people understand, resonate with. But but you said it earlier. I mean, it's it's not that's the one we think of when we think of Willis Reed. But a, a league MVP, a two time NBA Finals MVP. He was a member of the NBA's 50th and 75th anniversary teams. Um, and then following his career, it did so much mentorship um, as a coach, team executive, uh, proud HBCU alum. Uh, you think about all those things, but I think what you hear is individuals and people that were around him talking about the person he was, the warmth that he provided. Um, I went to, uh, when, yeah, in what? the 80s, I went to uh, Creighton when he was coaching there. And, um, you know, he was as committed and passionate about, you know, coaching up the Blue Jays and, and turning Benoit Benjamin into a uh, legit NBA uh, talent as he was, you know, in anything he did, you know, as a, as a New York Nick. I mean, fitting, he was the, uh, I read this yesterday, he was the first Knicks player to have his jersey number retired. And, uh, and then, you know, that's appropriate. They had good players before him as well. But, I mean, he stood out, the championships and all. But, yeah, I, I got to, I didn't say I get to know him, but I certainly was around him enough to uh, do a story and um, very impressive that he was willing to step away from the NBA spotlight, go to Omaha, Nebraska, and um, you know keep working for the betterment of the game. His legacy will always be felt, that is for sure. Ash, as always, uh, appreciate your time. You're the best, and we will be checking out not only your rookie ladder, but all your stuff on NBA.com, and we look forward to talking with you again. Uh, we'll talk next week, Sarah. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.